0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Midday Match with Libby. Clearly, I am fucking Libby. We're back in a studio, which feels— Well, okay, I guess I was in studio last week in L.A. I'm getting confused by the podcast episode simply because I am, like, filming a week prior because I'm going going to Italy, doing a whole Europe trip, but I'll explain that to you guys in a second. But I'm getting confused by the dates personally because— like, I don't know, I'm just confused. So we're a week ahead. So yeah. A week ahead. Like right now it is September 14th, which yeah. Okay, perfect. So me literally just talking to myself at this point. I wanted to give you guys like a little life update episode. Cause I feel like I haven't been doing I just haven't had like a sit-down moment where I had like such a life update with you guys. And I feel like genuinely so much has happened. So let's just like get into it. Let's get into a life update. Cause like I genuinely feel like I quantum leaped while I was in LA or I guess like on the fucking plane ride to LA. And like, if you don't know what quantum leaping is, Google it. It's just basically when you like, oh my God, if you're watching on YouTube, you're like, bitch, you're struggling. Um, You just like jump timelines. That's exactly what I feel like I've been doing. So yeah, I was, let's talk about like my travel update and my travel plans. Cause like a bitch has been traveling and a bitch should not expect to be traveling as much as she is traveling. So first things first, I was just in Paris. You guys, oh, you already heard about the Paris recap. I loved it. Imagine I was like, let's do a second Paris recap. Let me just double down on Paris, but I'm going to be back in Paris in literally like a week and a half. So that's lovely. But It's just funny to me because my vision board of this year had so much travel on it. Like I literally have the Eiffel Tower, a part of my vision board on my background on my phone. And like, I definitely wrote it down that I wanted to go to Paris and it's like, the universe was like Paris, Paris twice, bitch. Like, let's go Paris. So yeah, like I said, I wanted to travel more and a bitch has been fucking traveling. So I got back from Paris. I was home maybe a week and then I went straight to LA and now I just got back from LA and I'm going to Italy next week girl, you're confused. I'm confused. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this life is crazy to me in general that I'm like where I'm at and it's just absolutely absurd to me. And the thing is, yeah, I feel like I've traveled more in this past year than I have ever. And the thing is, it's like for a bitch who has flight anxiety, like I'm on planes a lot, you know, so is what it is. But yeah, I've been on a plane like almost every weekend it feels like, because I was like back, I was, it was Chicago, Paris, LA, Italy. And you're like, okay, bitch, we got at You like a fucking plane, okay? So your girl is tired. Like I am a tired fucking bitch. Like I am absolutely exhausted right about now. But I'm just getting through this week, and then Italy's gonna be like relaxing to me. And because I also came home from my dumbass thought New York Fashion Week started the the twelfth. Like I literally was like, oh yeah, that's when all my events start. Like that's when I'm doing all my events and shit. So like, obviously that's when fashion week starts. No, no, Libby, you were way off. And then I was like turning that, like, that's the thing is it's like, I, that's when I genuinely thought fashion week started, but I'm also not the girly that's like, I need to be at these fashion week events. Like, it's just not a thing for me. I do have an event literally right after this. I go from the podcast straight to the event, but Yeah. So I've been an event girl. Even my team was like, you have a lot of events this week. And I was like, I know. Who am I? Because I feel like if you remember back in the pod, I was like, oh, I fucking hate these events. Like, I don't want to be there. And has my opinion changed? a little bit. I'm just more comfortable in the space that I'm in. I'm just more comfortable as the creator that I am, as the inf- the influencer that I am. I think I'm just more comfortable and I'm used to it. So I'm like, yeah, bring me to these motherfucking events. Let's do this. So I'm saying yes to a lot more events. And yeah, I'm like actually really proud of myself because I genuinely hate it events. So we're really, we're really going up. I still don't love them. I'm still like, eh, but you know, it is what it is. So I am. Okay. Like I said, probably a million times. I'm leaving for Italy and then I do Barcelona and then I do Paris and then I do London. Sissy and I are going on a two week vacation with each other. It's really going to be something love. Like it really is going to be just like very fun. Um, We are doing the first trip, first part of the trip with my mom. My mom, that was her big thing. She was like, just pay for your flights. I want to treat you girls and I want to take you to Italy. And I was like, slay bitch. Like what the fuck? Because like, I, I've i never said this, but growing up, we hit, like, a rough patch in the road. And I would say, like, finances, especially for my mom, were such a struggle for so long. So to see her be like, I'm taking you bitches to Italy is, like, absolutely amazing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for the experience. And I'm it's going to be my first time in Italy and my first time in Barcelona and uh, London. So I'm excited. I'm honestly really excited to go. Do we think my mom and I are going to get into a fight? absolutely. But Jude, my mom's best friend, who's like kind of like my dad is going to be there. So I think we'll be good. I think we'll be amazing. And I think all will be well, but yes, I'll be gone for two weeks. Holy stress. That's a lot of fucking time. And like, the thing is, it's like, I'm such an outfits bitch. Like I'm like, what fucking fits am I going to be wearing? Girl, I don't fucking know. That's the issue too. I have to like sit down and pack. So yeah. I just feel like I've been nonstop, which I honestly have been loving. Like, we love being bugged, busy, and blessed. Like, I love that. I just am a little overwhelmed, but that's okay. And you guys. So I know I'm going to get emotional talking about this. You guys know one of my best friends, Sarah. If you watch the vlogs, you saw her baby shower, everything. She had her baby. And I'm literally getting emotional because she had her baby Monday And stop, Sarah, if you're watching, bitch, why am I crying? It's just because I love this little girl so much. I love her baby. Like I saw the photo of her baby when she was like, she's here. And I literally was just like bawling my eyes out, like absolutely sobbing at like four in the morning, going to my flight to back to New York from California, like just sobbing. And I was like, I have never loved someone so much. And I haven't even met them or like something so much because she's so little. I don't even want to call her someone yet, but like... I genuinely—the love I have—like, it kind of just, like, opened my eyes to a new part of me. I was like, I didn't know I could feel this way for something. Like, just the internal love I have for this baby is absolutely insane. But it was really difficult for me because in the whole time that— she was pregnant. I was like, oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to fly right in for the birth kind of thing. But it's just like, and I wanted to cancel all of my fashion week events and everything like that. And then it's just, to me, like it wasn't worth it to go to these fashion week events when it was like my, one of my best friends just had a baby and I want to go see her. I want to go meet her. I want to be with the little girl, especially because I have such a chaotic couple of weeks coming up that I know I won't be able to see her. And I know they're getting adjusted. So it's like, last thing they need is me being like, what the fuck is that? Okay. So like, but it was really difficult for me. To not be able to go and just like these, yeah. And I think that's something that I actually have to get used to is that these events in this life that I'm living is going to take me away from uh, moments like that that I really wish I could be there for and I wish I was there for and I just like couldn't be there. And it was actually really hard for me. So yeah, that was really difficult, but she's in the world. She's a happy, healthy baby. And I couldn't be more happy. And I also just wanted to see Sarah and I just wanted to hug her and I wanted to kiss her. And I know she would push me away, but I would have kissed her regardless and been like, You did it, bitch. Like, you had her. Like, you look at her. Like, she's, you did that. Like, you literally did that. So I feel like it really unlocked a little part of me that I didn't know I had in me where I'm like, Oh my, talk about a soft spot. Like, just like a vulnerable emotional spot in me that I was like, holy shit, that's absolutely insane. So yeah, it was it was really difficult for me not to be there in that moment. It still is difficult for me because I would love to go see her immediately, but I leave so soon and I'm just like kind of a little bit heartbroken by it, but it's totally fine and we're okay and we're good, but we're getting through it. So yeah. I just want to be with the little girl. I want to meet her. Like, how do you even hold a fucking baby? Anyways, um, they would have to teach me that. But yeah, it makes you, like, put things into perspective where I'm like, this shit that I'm stressed about, like, these fashion week events, all this shit, like, that doesn't fucking matter. Like, I want to just be with my little baby girl. And yeah, so yeah. But that's just kind of been, like, the update with, like, traveling, life update in general, and just I've been a busy motherfucking bitch, and that's just that. So I now want to talk about the quantum leaping that I did where I like genuinely feel as if I quantum leaped into a higher dimension. (laughs) Like I know it sounds crazy, but quantum leaping is such a thing. And I want to talk about it because with that, like uh, with me shifting, like out, I just outgrowing things, I guess is the biggest thing. Like with my plans now for the next six months of where I see myself and what I have planned, everything like that. And like the timeline I feel like I'm on now that I like shifted into, and that's what I mean by like quantum leaping. I feel like I've outgrown a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of places very quickly, a lot quicker than I was thinking I was going to outgrow these things. And yeah, like I'm smiling a little because I'm like, I'm so excited for what's to come. But I genuinely feel like a new version of myself and a very – and this version of myself, she's like not taking shit from anybody, number one. Number two, she's very focused on these like goals. and I mean, I guess every version of myself, I'm focused on these goals and dreams. But yeah, I've just been outgrowing things in general. And I feel like that's been a really hard conclusion to come to where I'm like, oh, wait, these things, these places, these people that I thought would be in my life forever – I'm currently outgrowing them, which doesn't mean that they're not going to be in my life. It just means that they don't get as much of my energy as they're used to, as I'm used to, as we're all fucking used to. So yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I just feel like I'm at a place where things no longer fit me. Like, it's just... Yeah. It just feels like I'm going backwards a little. If I was to go back to these places, things, and people, and it it was like a hard realization, but I remember I had therapy Thursday before I went to, no, no, I had therapy Wednesday, went to LA Thursday. And I just felt like I really deep dove in therapy. So we'll talk about it. And I just kind of was like, I feel like I'm outgrowing these things. And that's just that. And my therapist is like, because you are. And I don't know. I always saw my life in a very clear plan. Like, I'm going to be here for this amount of time. I'm going to be there for this amount of time kind of thing. And I feel like the universe threw like a wrench in that. It was like, bitch, no. Like, you're moving quicker than you think. So it's hard because I can't tell you guys exactly what I'm talking about. But just no big changes are coming. I think that's the biggest thing, but I want to focus on outgrowing people. So yeah, I feel like I was just trying to fit people and things into my life that I was outgrowing. And I was like, okay, this doesn't fit me. Like this doesn't fit this version of me anymore, you know? And it's really hard to like, let that go and accept that in general. But like, for instance, my OCD, you guys know, I think I've talked about in the pot a million times, was absolutely fucking horrible these past couple months. And I was like, babes, what is wrong? Like, my OCD has not been that bad in years. Like, quite literally, since before I moved from Chicago to New York. Like, my OCD has never been that bad. And, like, everyone was kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is this kind of thing? And I talked about it in therapy, and my therapist was like – I think you've just outgrown so many places, people, and situations that, like, you're trying to fit into this mold that you're no longer in. Like, you're kind of refusing the change in a little bit of a way. Like, you're not embracing it. And my OCD does act up when I, like, have control issues. So I was like, okay, then that makes, like, a lot of sense. So... I feel like my OCD was absolutely so horrible and bad because I just didn't know. I knew there was a big change coming. I just didn't know what it was going to be and what I, and all these things. And it's like now that I'm like in the midst of the change and I'm there, guys, my OCD has calmed down a million degrees. Like it has calmed down so fucking much. But I'll get more into my OCD when I give you guys, like a little mental health update and like all those things. But like, yeah, I feel like the more you force yourself to be in a situation is when you outgrow it the most kind of thing. So letting go of, I'm not the best at letting go. It's very difficult for me, but like I have my really, really small circle that does help me with those situations. Like I have the logical one who is sissy, who is like, bitch, calm down. Like you can't cut every single person off kind of thing. Even though you felt like you've outgrown them, like you can't really do that. And I, I, have those logical people around me. And then I have, like, Katie and I have Nicole. And I feel like they, those three keep me very grounded and very, like, okay, no, the choices you're making are valid. Like, what you're feeling is valid. And then my therapist, of course. Like, that bitch helps so much. But, yeah, when you want grow someone, it's like, how do I – how, like it's just a hard thing to. I that's the only way I can put it is like it's a hard thing to fucking accept. Like I know that you you don't really have a space in my life anymore, and or this thing doesn't have a space in my life anymore, or I'm not gonna be where I thought I was gonna be, and it's time to let that go and accept of like what's actually happening right now. So I feel like that's where I'm at is just accepting the change that's coming, the change that's here, and really just trying my hardest to embrace it and be like, okay, this is fucking amazing. I am excited for the change that's coming. There's a lot lot of things coming. Comment down below what you think it is. No, but like I, I am very excited and there's a whole new chapter. I don't even think it's a new chapter. I think it's a whole fucking new book that is coming within the next six months. So like that's beyond a chapter at this point, bitch. It's like the book, a whole brand new book is coming. Okay. What is on my shoe? Anyways. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, but my OCD was like, My OCD was just fucking with me heavy. And I was like, this is like really pissing me off kind of thing. And I didn't understand what it was. But my biggest advice when you feel like you've outgrown something or someone is just give it distance. So whether that be a person, place, or thing, give it distance from you. And if you're okay with the distance, that probably means that you've outgrown it and that you're moving on to the next chapter. And like, it's a hard thing to accept, but it's like that next chapter is going to bring so much love, happiness, all those things. So fucking embrace it. Like me talking to me, it's like, just embrace it. But like the new chapter is coming, motherfuckers, whether you want to be reading it or not, it's coming. So it's like, you better, you better just accept it. All right. Let's talk about my mental health. We all know I struggle with mental illness. So like I said, my OCD has gotten a lot better. I did up my meds just by like five milligrams. So like up in the meds, but like I did do that. And I didn't really feel like it made the biggest difference just because I feel like that's such a small amount. So, but like at the same time it did because like my OCD is 20 times better. But I also think, honest to God, talk therapy is like the best thing for me. Like therapy has helped me so much. And even if it's just like me talking to my phone, not like TikTok style, a video bitches will never see. And just like kind of coming to that conclusion, I think that just really helps me. Like you got to know what therapy is the best for you and like what really helps you. But like, I think that like when I talk to people, I come to conclusions that, like, I knew were inside my brain the entire time. It just, like, was hard for me to get it out. So, yeah, I've been really loving therapy. When the fuck have I not loved therapy? And then also just, like, even keeping with my healthy habits and routine, like, even with traveling as much as I've been traveling, like, working out, all these things that, like, feel... Give me a sense of, like, stability actually really helps. I just feel like finding a sense of stability in general will always help with mental illness and problems like that. So, yeah. Um, Also... I'm not good with the unknown things. I'm very much a control freak. I'm a perfectionist. We all get it. I have control issues. <laughs> that really sparks the OCD. That's really a big issue for the OCD is like when you feel like you're not in control, is like when my OCD is like the absolute worst and it just feels like 20 times worse. So once I get a clear understanding of, what the next six months is going to look like. And I say in quotations look like because it's just like what I'm telling myself is gonna happen is when I feel like a lot more calm, a lot more, just like less anxious in general. So I know that and I know that will help me. So if that's something that helps you guys too, then like I highly recommend that because yeah, being... Being in touch with my OCD and it's like, oh, okay, I know mine's a control issue. So if I'm feeling like I'm lacking control in any sort of way, that is when my OCD is going to flare up. And that makes so much sense as to why my OCD was flaring up so much. And my therapist was like, this is the same as it was when you were leaving Chicago. So it just means it's time for a change to come in every sort of way. And I was like, you're right, bitch. It was like this horrible when I was like moving from Chicago. It was like fucking terrible. So it, it it's a bad, once I understand why I'm having the OCD is like when I can stop the compulsions because I know a lot of you guys ask me about the compulsions. So honestly, it just comes down to like not giving in, which is really fucking difficult. It's really fucking difficult. But like yeah, that's about it. It's just like literally not giving into those compulsions where like no matter how hard it is, it's like you're going to be good no matter what. So don't give into those compulsions. But yeah, I feel like that is like now, since I have a better understanding of where my life's going and what's happening, my OCD has calmed down a lot. My anxiety has calmed down a lot. So... Also, my therapist told me, like, when those OCD compulsions come up, it's, like, a past version of myself just trying to, like, remind myself, like, hey, I'm still here kind of thing. And she was, like, you can always thank it, but, like, just, rem- like, remind yourself that you don't need that anymore and, like, that's just, like, not necessary. You don't need those OCD actions. So it's, like, those impulsions come up, whatever, and I want to do the act of it. It's, like, just be, like, oh, no, like, thank you to my past self for that. Like, thanks for looking out for me kind of thing. But, like, I no longer need you. You'll no longer serve me. Like, you're not welcome in this next chapter of my life. Like, I got to... Um, Um, not engage in you because it just like whatever it gets bad but I have been feeling a lot better OCD wise and just doing things that I feel like take me out of my comfort zone a lot like traveling Bitch, I went to Paris alone. That is like absolutely... If you told me a year ago I was going to Paris alone, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. That's not happening. Absolutely not. So things like that that take me outside of my comfort zone and like I can prove to myself that I can do those things actually really help me with my... It's an extremely anxious thing leading up to it. But once I do it, I'm like, oh, I'm perfect. This is great. I love this. This is fine. So yeah. um, Yeah. But overall, my mental health is doing a lot better. We love to hear that because... A bitch was struggling. A bitch was struggling a lot, you guys. So I'm glad that I'm doing a lot better with that. Obviously, imagine I was like, oh, I'm so sad. No, I'm glad. Let's talk about my love life. Fuck my love life. I hate this shit. Like, it's not that I hate it. I'm just like so over it. So basically, I've had no time to focus on these hoes because I've just been busy. Like, I literally have so many projects coming up that I'm so excited about. And it's like the last thing I need is a whack ass hoe in my energy. You know what I mean? And I talk about it on last week's podcast episode, but this one motherfucker really pissed me off. Like, really, really, really pissed me off. And so, ever since him, I've just kind of been like, fuck these hoes. And I, like, mean that with my entire heart and soul is fuck these hoes. So, yeah. And I love that I'm so busy that, like, I really don't care about these people. And I, yeah, but I honestly, God feel like that one ho just ruined it for me. I'm not going to lie. This is me going to be so brutally honest with you guys. But, like, I just, like, I don't hate him, but, like, I kind of fucking hate him. And it's uh, just—I think it was just the scenario that we were in because, like, I hung out with him. And— I was legit like why are you trying to fuck me right now like I was like genuinely mad that my hoe was trying to fuck me and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like yeah no babe he's gonna try and do that like he's a man like you know that's kind of the relationship you guys had and I was like genuinely so upset like when he would like grab my hand in the car I was like you like please don't fucking touch me you're so annoying like I just did it and it Nicole and I talk about it it just is like I don't like him but yeah I literally 10 seconds into the car ride I was like I should have called a fucking uber I should have called an uber like because now I'm stuck in this car with this manny's gr And then just like the little sly comments of like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, like can I-? the black jacket. If you guys remember from TikTok, the black jacket where I was like, oh my God, do you have one? And he was like, you can come look at my closet, like come to my apartment. It's like, shut up. Like shut the fuck up. I didn't want that. Like I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted you to have a black jacket for me. And it's like, you can come to my apartment and go look through my closet. It's like, ew, I don't want to do that. But then again, I feel like if a man I actually really liked told me those things, I'd be like, Okay, so, guys, I'm actually in love. But, yeah, I don't know. I can't tell if I'm just, like, that's the era of my life that I'm at right now where I'm, like, every little thing this man did just icked me the fuck out. But, like, yeah, that's just kind of where I was. And I if that's the era where I'm, like, oh, I just shouldn't be dating kind of thing or it was, like, the man that I was seeing. I don't know. So I, I wish I saw my other hoe when I was there, but I didn't because he's also a loser. Um, So yeah. But yeah, I was just like, I just should have fucking Ubered. And like, maybe I'm mean, maybe I'm a bitch and I am, but I don't know. I just feel like that's not the era that I'm in. Like if I'm disgusted holding your hand, it's time to stay single. It's time to focus on you. The right one will come when the right one comes kind of thing. Because if I'm absolutely repulsed, that's a problem. Okay, so... Not even like entertaining these hoes at this point. That's actually like not true. I do have like a brand new roster that I'm creating, but just because I like to have the hoes around, like they're fun to text a little bit here and there. And if it becomes something serious, it does. If it doesn't, I could really give a fuck. But I do have some questions for you guys from you guys that I'm going to answer. So let's get ready for that. Let me see. Let me see. Why do I have two FaceTimes? okay. That makes sense. Okay. The questions from you guys are, I was answering them on Instagram, but I like, kind of like it better here. Are you not close with your other sister? No, I am close with my oldest sister. I just like, she lives in Chicago and I live, Sissy and I are both in New York and Sissy and I work together. We do everything together and she's like my best friend ever. So like it's, No, honestly, I don't think we're like super close, but like I love her to death. Like we're just, yeah. Um, Just not like crazy close, but when I see her, it's like I love her. But Sissy and I are just, I feel like Sissy and I just have a relationship like no other. Like that's my bitch for life. So yeah, that's what I feel like it's more like. Um, What is the lip product that I use in all of my videos that I apply after foundation? That is going to be the Too Faced Lip Injection Maximum Plump. And they recently sent me one that was like, what fucking flavor was it? It was like pancakes or something. I don't know. It like maple pancakes. I guess it's like a fall flavor. So good. So good. I literally love that one. I really do. And it just like makes my lips like plump and juicy as fuck. And that's exactly what I need. How do you cope with a breakup when it was not your fault at all and it's for his mental health? Let him be like, let him do his mental thing. I was about to be like, let him... (laughs) Okay. Let him do his mental thing. is horrible. I was about to be like, let him deal with his mental illness, bitch. But like, I, I feel like a lot of my questions, like, how do you cope with the breakup? And it's like, honestly, time and space. And like, or like, what do I do if this person is not answering me? I don't think people understand how powerful silence really is. Like, do not speak to him. Do not talk to him like just silence is speak so much louder than the fat ass paragraph that you're going to write that man like honestly just be silent and then honest to god the silence gets really comfortable and you're like i never needed that man i never even wanted that man so once you get like you just have to learn to like be fucking quiet and like not cuz the thing is they want to see you engaged. they're not used to you being like quiet like women in general cuz we're always quick to be like Like, let me go right back at you, da-da-da-da-da. Like, and bitch, trust me. Like, I am. But I think my new thing that I realized is, like, silence is so powerful. Like, silence speaks so many words. It genuinely means I just don't fuck with you. And my mom sent me a quote. And, like, this is the first time I'll ever be like, my mom sent me a quote. And, like, it really resonated with me. But she did. Where it was, like, silence is... um. How to, like, kill something is to, like, let it die by, like, starving it. And so, like, silence, not engaging with it, not interacting with it. And eventually it'll die and it'll be dead to you. So, like, starve the—and this is so much easier said than done, bitch. Like, trust me. Starve the relationship or, like, if the person that you can't get over that wants nothing to do with you, starve it. Like, don't engage in it. Don't text it. And don't give it any of your energy. Like, genuinely focus on yourself. I feel like that's the most, like, annoying thing to me is, like, focus on your fucking self and then you won't be obsessed about a breakup. 100%. If you're focusing on yourself and you're becoming the best version of your... You think I give a fuck about the man that I was with? Like like, I literally don't even remember the last man I was talking to, but I was genuinely heartbroken when things ended. But I took that time instead of like getting revenge and like sending paragraphs and doing all those things. I was like, no, I'll focus on myself. What do I really want to see from the next year of my life? Like, what do I really want? And I forgot about that motherfucker. And the only time I think about him is when he's in my dreams and he comes up as my Uber Eats driver. And I don't know why he comes up as my Uber Eats driver in every single dream. I Like, I do not dream about this man unless he's my Uber Eats driver. And like, the thing is though, like, Because, like, his friend's been in my DMs. So, like—and I will fuck his friend. You know what I mean? So—but his friend's been in my DMs. And (laughs) I— I have a dream about his friend at least like once a week, which is really random. And every time the guy that I used to talk to comes in the dream, but he's my Uber Eats driver, but he's always angry at me. He's always like, why are you talking to like my best friend? Like, what are you doing? But he's quite literally always the Uber Eats driver. And I find it like the weirdest fucking thing ever. I'm like, babe, like just deliver my sushi and go. Like I'm, I'm going to fuck your friend regardless of like what you say. Like I don't care about you, but it is really weird. I would love a dream interpreter to interpret that dream. Like why? Why do I keep having the same dream about a man that I ended things with? And why does he always show up as my Uber Eats driver? Like, literally, it's only my Uber Eats or my Uber driver in general. Why is he always working for me when I have a dream about him? Is it because I feel a little guilty that I'd fuck his friend? Mm, no, I don't think so. And to be fair, I knew the friend first. So, okay. That was such a tangent. Like, we literally got so off topic, but, like, is what it is. What... Some advice to someone who wants to start being an influencer. My biggest advice is to not give a fuck. There is no world where you really just cannot care what people think. Like, you're going to start to be— and so I was talking to a girl at the, about this yesterday at an event where she was like, I want to make TikToks and stuff like that. She's like, but I just feel like it's so cringy. Like when you make a video, everyone's like, oh, it's Livvy. Like we expected that video from her. Like, of course it's going to like do well, all these things. And it's like, but there was a time when that didn't happen. You know what I mean? There was a time when like, babe, 500 views, like nobody was watching my shit. It wasn't like an overnight thing for me whatsoever. So, and I was still putting out those stories. I was still doing that. I was still like, now I'm just doing it on a larger scale. And I get paid for it. But that's my biggest tip is you really just can't give a fuck what people think about you. Like if you give a fuck, you're just going to the only person you're hurting in that or like is getting affected in that is you. So the moment you stop giving a fuck about what people think about you, how this looks, what this is doing, um, or anything like that is the moment I feel like you'll be you just have to be like, no, I fuck it. I love doing this. I'm gonna continue to do this, and that's that. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about any of that. So that is how I feel like I is my biggest tip for being an in, becoming an influencer is to genuinely not give a fuck. And a lot of times, like, I post raunchy content. So it's like, I really can't give a fuck. Like, I did just have my mom call me and be like, my boyfriend found your TikTok. Suck my dick. Uh, I don't care. And just also, it's like, it's never that deep. But you really just, how many times am I going to say it? You really just cannot give a fuck about that. So yes. Um, okay. is my ex hot? Absolutely not. I have a thing that I love an ugly man. Don't know what is wrong with me. I love an ugly man. So yeah, (sighs) no, he's not hot. No, actually like it's a joke. It's a running joke between my friends and I that I love to talk to and date the ugliest people. This is a horrible, horrible topic for me to be talking about. (laughs) Whatever. But like, You get it. Like, if you're a bitch that does the same thing as me, like, I feel like you get it. So, yeah. Am I – oh. Would I ever go back to my natural hair color? No. 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 No, I would. I would. I would do a wig. I would do like a brunette wig to see what I looked like and then decide. But yeah. Oh, everyone wants to know why I fired my accountant and what was wrong with him. I have been meaning to fire my accountant for six months. Every single time Sissy works for me, the number one thing on her to-do list is fire Al. Al is my accountant. The reason being is because I have to have a business manager now. So... And, like, my accountant, genuinely—we would would fight because he would just, like, not understand anything about influencing, and I would understand absolutely nothing about taxes. And he was confused why I didn't understand shit about taxes, and I was confused why he didn't know shit about influencing. Because, like, if you're an influencer, you have to have a certain type of, like, taxes. I don't know. I have to, like, put a lot of money aside, do all those things, and I get certain tax breaks and, like, write-offs and shit like that. So— he was, he was like, I'll just Google it. And I was like, Google it. Like, you should fucking know. And my team was like, okay, it's time to go to a new tax person. And I hired him before, like, I knew my team. But they were like, okay, time for somebody else because, like, this is just, like, not working. And, like, you need a business manager. You don't need just, like, an accountant anymore. You need someone to oversee everything you're kind of doing. So I had to fire him. But it was really hard to fire him because I just kept being, like, oh, first of all, gave him a lot of money. Second of all, I don't know. I just get bad at that. Like, I'm genuinely horrible at, like, firing people. So I did make sissy do it, but sissy didn't even do it successfully. So like I had to get online with, i get on the phone with them and like do it myself. But like finally fired him. I'm so happy because it was like a long time coming. If you guys saw the TikToks, you saw the TikToks. And yeah, it was a long time fucking coming. Okay, we'll do one more question. Okay, let me see. Okay, we'll do two more. When's the next YouTube video coming out? I post YouTube videos every single Monday. Monday. So always expect them on Mondays. Last one. Craziest thing my mom has done and then blamed me. I'm like trying to think of when the last time that bitch gaslit me. The craziest thing I feel like my mother has done in general is the time she convinced me Sissy was dying because I, and I've told this story on TikTok, but my mom like got a phone call and was like, basically Sissy had like a heart condition. It was a really rare heart condition. And so we had to go to Michigan to see her. And my mom made it sound as if I was going to see my sister like dead. Like the, the way she made it sound was like she was gone. Like on the car right up there, she was like, I just like, can't believe it. Like my favorite, da- first of all, so fucking rude. My favorite daughter, like I just, what am I gonna do without her? What am I gonna do? And I'm bawling my eyes out because, like, I'm convinced my sister is gone. She had a heart condition. They wanted to put her into open heart surgery. They weren't sure if she was gonna make it. This is what my mother told me. Okay, so I'm going in there expecting my sister to be like on the thing and being like eyes closed, like she's gone. Of thing, so I'm bawling my eyes, but bawling my eyes out the entire car ride up to Michigan. My mom's making those horrific comments like, What am I gonna do without her? Like, she left me with the two crazies, me and my other sister. I was like, Okay, bitch, this is getting pretty fucking rude and personal. Uh, you're very disrespectful for this. And she was just like crying the whole time, so like, of course, I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, What am I about to walk into? We got to the hospital. I open the door to go into my sister's room. I'm shaking. I'm crying. I'm like, what am I about to walk into? I walk into Sissy just sitting with an IV in her arm and she's like, hey. I said, mom, what the fuck is wrong with you? I thought Sissy died. Like you were making it sound like I was coming here to say my goodbyes and she was going to go into open heart surgery. Sissy never went into open heart surgery. And like my mom was just being so beyond dramatic and like My mom was, like, also during the car ride, too, she's like, I can't even talk. Like, she was talking to my sister's big or whatever. And she was like, I need to just talk to my daughter. And they were like, you can't. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Sissy? Went in there. Like, Sissy does have, like, did have a really bad heart condition kind of thing. But she was fine. Like, the thing is, it was like, I was like, Mom, why did you make it sound like I was about to say my goodbyes to my sister? Like, what the absolute fuck is wrong with you? So yeah, that is like just like the one story that I'll never forget. It's like, mom, be so for real right now. What is wrong with you? Why did you convince like why did you convince me my sister was dying? That's that's it. Okay, I feel like that's it for the questions. A quick little episode today. I love you guys so much. Have a great day. Great day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening to this, make sure to subscribe and listen to Midday Magdal streaming platforms. Make sure to write the podcast five scar- five stars. If you want more of me, I'm she is Livy on TikTok, Instagram, wherever the fuck I'm everywhere. She is Livy. So I love you guys so much. Have a great day, night, evening. Love you. Bye.